The following is a presentation of the Chicago Bears Network and ChicagoBears.com. Download the Chicago Bears official mobile app for up-to-the-minute Bears content every day. And now, welcome to Bears All Access, your all-access pass into Chicago Bears football. Bears All Access is brought to you by IGS Energy and sponsored by Athletico Physical Therapy and CDW. And welcome to this week's show. The business of football still fast and furious as it pertains to the Bears and the rest of the National Football League in these unknown times, these challenging times. Good to have you alongside. Hope your day is going well, everybody. And uh, the shelter in place, the virus, all the conversation about sports cancellations and postponements dominating the headlines, obviously. But first and foremost, as we said last week, hoping everyone out there is healthy. Hope everybody out there... um, doing okay and uh, if you have friends or family that are are afflicted with this virus you know best wishes and uh, get well soon is is the is the storyline for tonight jeff joniak along my broadcast partner from wbbm tom thayer the former chicago bear and super bowl champion and jim miller from sirius xm nfl radio moving the chains and a former bears quarterback of note fellas how are you guys handling everything personally and professionally right now we'll start with big tom well you know jeff the reality of it is is our only concerns are really for the betterment of what's taking place with the coronavirus. But in our lives, the distraction of what's going on this year in the NFL is kind of unique in its own right. So it's nothing makes anything fun, but it's an interesting distraction to pay attention to. Whether you're looking at other teams around the league, you're looking at teams within the Bears division, or you're looking at the Bears themselves. There's a lot of new faces and uh, numbers and names on this roster already that's going to be interesting to watch this whole year mold together. Yeah, echo what what Tom says and hope everybody out there is doing well. And, hey, these are trying times, and business has to change. Teams are uh, adjusting. We're all adjusting uh, individually with what we've got to deal with and what our families, friends, everybody's uh, going through right now. Personally, though, Jeff, I I can tell you, man, being home with four kids, these guys are wearing my ass out. I will tell you that right now. So, I mean, God bless my wife, Leah, and she's done this for a long time. But, man, I'm I'm in the brunt of the storm right now. Let's just put it that way. And these guys are crushing me right now. Right. There's no there's no eye of the hurricane here. There's no respite. I mean, it's the the full, full fury. And, you know, I've been hearing that from a lot of uh, friends and, and, and other people in our business that the, and, and a tip of the hat to parents and to all the teachers out there who have uh, done a great job. Uh, teaching all of our children because it is not a uh, easy task. No, no question about it. I'm an empty nester right now. Kids are around, but they're not. Uh, they're in college, so it's it's not like uh, grade school kids are keeping kids uh, occupied and entertained. So, uh, best job you can do as a parent is uh, try to pull that off. But yes, they they do wear you out a little bit in a good way. In a in a good yeah. way, certainly. That's all fun. right. It's on tonight's program, fun. we we got. We got a bunch of stuff coming up. We got Ben Broniker, the fifth year tight end, going to join the program. Uh, unique in, in that he studied infectious disease at Harvard. Topical indeed. I know he's been out of the air here on the score uh, earlier this week, but we'll, we'll delve into that with him. And then we'll be joined at, at around 6.30 by Dr. Robert Citrenberg, uh, the director of infectious disease at Advocate Lutheran General in Park Ridge. Uh, that'll be a, a very interesting conversation. We got a bunch of questions to him regarding the virus, how it affects you and your everyday life and, and how it will affect uh, sports moving forward. So 
We'll get your questions uh, answered about that as well. News of the day today, fellas. Uh, Tom, an offensive lineman with a first-round grade on him when he came out of Texas A&M, Jermaine Effetti, former Seattle Seahawks, uh, who's played the majority of his career at right tackle, but a bunch of snaps at right guard, gets a one-year deal reportedly with the Bears, and uh, conceivably could be competing for that right guard job. And then the, acqu- uh, the reacquisition of Tyler Bray, uh, somebody, Tom, you, you think highly of. Yeah, I like Tyler Bray. I like the fact that he's been in the system, but I want to give him an opportunity to compete. I know that the interesting story of note of the last couple days or last week or so has been Nick Folds and Mitch Trubisky, but I think Tyler Bray's got to come in there uh, with his, you know, chest held, you know, his head held up high and his chest sticking out and coming here to compete. And I, I just think that adds to it. But, you know, when you talk about offensive line play and, you know, you're talking about bringing an, a, a guy that's played a majority of his time at offensive tackle and thinking about moving him as a guard, six five, three hundred and twenty four pound guy been plagued by holding calls and I think the one thing that is really interesting when you take a tackle and move into the guard you lessen the space and you lessen that uh, that outreach of the arms in terms of the pass protection responsibilities that you have so I do think if they come in here and they want to make some changes and um, give them some opportunity at right guard I think that would be the best spot for them right now. And Tom, I want to follow up on that just because, because as you know, things happen quicker inside at the at the guard spot. You mentioned the holding calls at one point. Pete Carroll did bench him, and I think it was last preseason. You know, they benched him just too many uh, holding calls and things like that, just to kind of send a message to for Fetty. He did end up playing in a lot of games and has played a lot overall. Uh, but how things happen quicker? How will it affect him in terms of his hand placement and how fast it happens in a phone booth inside? You know, the one thing about it is you have immediate help, both both to your right and your left. And there's a lot of instances that you can take away a majority of what that inside guy can do against you because you know where your help is coming from. Whereas on an offensive tackle, there's a certain percentage of the time that you're going in the line of scrimmage and you know that you're on an island. There's no way that that protection is going to come back and, and, you know, help you or get you a backside protection. So that's the unique thing about playing inside. You always can gain a little bit of an advantage because you ha- you know you have a little bit of help from your right to your left. And I will add this. That's a scrambling quarterback in Russell Wilson, and a lot of Effetti calls have happened on the scramble drill, you know, where really you don't know where the quarterback's going. And, Tom, maybe you can follow up on, on this as well. you got to get a feel when you've got a quarterback as mobile as, say, a Russell Wilson, and certainly we know Mitchell Trubisky's very mobile. I wouldn't say Nick Foles is is in that mobile category, but certainly has enough mobility to move out of the pocket. But that's where it seems like a Fetty had the most tr- trouble, really getting a feel for which way his quarterback was bailing out of the pocket in Seattle. Well, you know, that's the one thing about what Russell Wilson, you can have a direction of protection that's built in to benefit the offensive line and all the protectors, but it's no guarantee Russell Wilson's going to follow that plan. So if he runs away from the design, that's when you put your backside offensive lineman in jeopardy of those repeated holding calls. All right, one segment in the books. Thanks for our producer tonight, Julio Rosseo, helping us out spinning the dials and making this show happen from the score studios. This is Bears All Access. Ben Bronicker joining us next on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Welcome back to Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy, a proud partner of the Chicago Bears, providing electricity, natural gas, and home warranty products to over 1 million customers across the country. Learn more about IGS Energy at IGS.com. Jeff Joniak, top there, 
Jim Miller with you on this week's edition, coming to you on a Wednesday. Hope everybody's doing okay and uh, handling the stay-at-home prospects. And uh, that includes our special guest joining us right now. Uh, been kind of busy this week doing some interviews. Uh, and uh, fifth-year tight end Ben Broniker. Good evening. How you doing, my friend? Doing all right? Hi, gentlemen. I'm good. Thanks for having me on. Good. Uh, they've uh, given you something to do, huh? I, uh, the Bears uh, just issued out on their on their social platform the resident scientist Ben Broniker. You like the, you like how that sounds? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty interesting. Whatever, what, more like it, more I can do, right? Yeah. Yeah, hey, ben, exactly. Well, this is. I have, a, I have a question for you, Ben. This Tom there. Um, sure. So during your education of, of this type of interest, do they put these types of scenarios in there and saying, you know, what do you start thinking about? Where, do, where does your mind go? What should be step number one if this thing actually incur, uh, occurred? Well, I guess a little bit, not something as specifically as a global pandemic, Um, but I have familiarized myself or the courses have familiarized me to epidemiological data, which is just how the disease spreads through a population, looking at one patient and then seeing um, how many people he talked to or he or she talked to and how many people caught the disease after that interaction and and using models uh, just to determine how quickly something can spread through a population. But I haven't seen anything or been formally educated on something at this scale, no. Well, let me ask you this, Ben. Jim Miller here. Good to talk to you. hope everybody's uh, well. Just getting into molecular biology and cell biology and all the things you studied in infectious diseases. One, what steered you in that direction? Because, you know, much like all of us, we're we're just, you know, that's something that never interested me. But, hey, certainly uh, we want to know about coronavirus. What's it about? How it can affect you? And everybody's trying to catch it up. But you, at an early age, were steered in that direction, and then it interested you to study stuff like this. You know, what, you know, what brought that about? What steered you in that direction? Yeah, I think just first off is general fascination with viruses, bacteria, parasites, all sorts of pathogens, but especially viruses. Um, and then two, I thought it was something in the future that is going to be very useful, um, very prevalent. I mean, just look at in the past couple of years, Hardly a year goes by without some sort of outbreak, not anything on this scale in recent memory, but uh, think back to Zika, Ebola, um, H1N1. Um, so I, I just thought it was, one, something that I just had an inherent fascination with, and two, that it would be a useful job down the road. Ben Broniker, our guest, the Bears veteran tight end who studied infectious disease at Harvard and uh, launched into his NFL career and uh, post-career. I still have designs on being a doctor, Ben. Is that pretty much uh, the plan? Yeah. I've, I always say that I've spent a, a lot of time and money on an education. I hope to use that someday. Hey, Ben. Uh, an instance like this, do you think it's harder on the educated or the un- – and I consider myself the uneducated because we're only learning about it from what we read through our phones or what we see on TV. Or for a guy like yourself that understands the reality of it because sometimes we're afraid of what we don't know 
is as concerning for someone who knows like yourself? Well, that's interesting. I'm not exactly sure. I think both sides, the educated and the uneducated, are kind of in the dark about, or at least initially were in the dark about what exactly this is and how effective it was and how it was spread. Um, symptoms and why they vary between different people. Um, So I think that both sides are still learning and there are a lot of unanswered questions still out there. And uh, the brightest minds of the world are now uh, putting their heads together and trying to figure those out. Yeah. And Ben, for me, I'm fascinated by this, you know, and how they talk about it being a new strain and how viruses can mutate and and things like that. And you're more knowledgeable uh, than me. It's almost like taking us back to Charles Darwin in The Strongest Survive and just how quickly these viruses can mutate. Maybe if you can educate us a little bit on that. Well, sure. Every... All virus types are different, so coronavirus versus the flu versus, uh, um, uh, you know, the different strains of, of flu. And so they all have or, um, different rates of mutation. Um, I'm not exactly sure how this new coronavirus does its business, um, but viruses are basically just lifeless chunks of protein and, and uh nucleotide matter, I mean, programming that uh, just aimlessly floats around and tries to, its job is just to infect cells and replicate. It's not alive. It doesn't move on its own. It can't even really survive on its own. So its existence entirely depends on a host. And in this case, it's it's us, our lung cells. Um, so, but anytime there's an infection, say with uh, a new virus in a host cell, then there's a chance when the new viral copies are being made, uh, the um, transcriptional machinery, so the, the cell machinery that makes the genetic material can make a mistake. And then voila, you've got a new mutation in a virus. Most of the time, this would be harmless. Sometimes it would be bad for the virus. Sometimes it would be bad for us. So it's really just a a game of dice and chance when it comes to mutations. This is Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, pleased to be joined by Ben Broniker. Bears tied in as he prepares for an off-season of uh, uncertainty right now amid all the... uh, the, the issues with the coronavirus and COVID-19. You know, I, I, whenever I do speaking engagements or people want to talk about, you know, doing this as a career or whatever, I always say, hey, no matter what you do, follow your passion. So it looks like you have multiple passions. But in a situation like this, are you just uh, – is it something where you're so passionate about it as well that you'd love to get under a microscope and take a look at this thing and try and figure it out? Yeah, I mean, I'd love to help out on this stuff, but – I realized that uh, kind of invested in this football stuff. So uh, I've got a little bit of training to, you know, catch myself up to speed that I'm just not able to do right now because I have a different career. But uh, in due time, I'll get to that for sure. 
Hey, Ben, what about access to what you need in order to be prepared for your football career? Because, you know, uniquely uh, NFL players, they need a lot of weight. They need um, spotters that are educated how to help the players the most. Do you have access to what you need to get yourself ready for whatever you're going to go through this year? Well, frankly, at this time, no. Um, it's a different challenge this off season for sure. I think that most players in the NFL right now in their off season don't have access to uh, a gym. I think most of them are closed. So speaking for myself and maybe a couple of them, we're just trying to get creative with um, exercise and weightlifting really our, our strength training is going to suffer a little bit, but that's okay. There'll be time later before the actual NFL season, hopefully to, to, catch our bodies back up and get them to where we need them to be. But as of right now, it's just uh, trying to manage just as best as possible, do some strength maintenance stuff, staying in great shape, running a lot. Um, I know that you can keep most of your, of your muscle mass on your body. If you sprint at uh, higher than 80% max effort. So it's a useful tip. See, that's what I want to hear, that uh, Harvard uh, and Ivy League degree, I should say, coming to the table. But I want to hear that. I want to, we asked Iggy this last week, your teammate. I want to hear like a Herschel yes. Walker workout. Like you're doing a 1,000 push-ups, a 1,000 sit-ups, and you're getting it done. You know what I'm saying, Ben? you got to stay active. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I'm, not, uh, I'm not on Herschel's level, but uh, it sounds kind of barbaric, like picking heavy things up around here that I can find and putting them back down, whether that's furniture around the house or some pretty good chunk, uh, pretty good sized rocks. Uh, so just doing whatever I can. Hey, I heard uh, Greg Gaines of the LA Rams, um, University of Washington alum, he lives in Idaho. He cut down a huge tree and put a bunch of padding on it so he can do squats. So there you go. Yeah. The creativity is, is kicking in. Have you heard any of your teammates coming up with anything unique like that? Yeah, it was something similar. Uh, a former teammate of mine at Harvard, Kyle Dijek, uh fullback for the 49ers now, um, was training somewhere in the Northwest like that and uh, cut down a tree and was using it to uh, lunge around in, uh, in his yard. So, And he was also pulling his wife on a sled in the snow. So <laughs> whatever works. We all saw Rocky three when he went back to the barbaric training and the Siberian snow covered hills. And so every, every, everybody has an example of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No question about it. Hey, uh, Ben, let's talk just a little bit of football and knowing what's going on, knowing the uncertainty, is there anything as, as a current player with obviously safety first health of the entire nation and an entire world first and foremost that you could say to, uh, Assage the fears of, of uh, a prolonged delay for football to return for the average fan. Um, I wish I could say something concrete, but uh, I really can't. I'm just kind of in the same boat as all those fans and hoping that the worst part of this outbreak is going to be over by the time September rolls around. Um but I'm not sure anybody knows that answer right now, unfortunately. 
Well, with hey, ben, the, you know, how you're currently dealing with it and the workouts and how you're trying to, to make do and obviously health and training and what you eat and all those things, how quickly can you flip the switch, you, you think, when it does return to, to normalcy from your standpoint, Ben? And, you know, like uh, how long do you think it'll take you to get back to where you need to be? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Um, myself, I think maybe a month, month and a half, uh, obviously, the more time, the better. But if we're talking minimums, I could probably get there um, to pretty good shape to being ready for training camp in about four to six weeks of really hard training. Hey, Ben. Uh, you know, there's a whole new room of coaches up there. And, you know, you're kind of a unique guy because you play tight end next to the tackle. You play the U tight end. You play H back and you play fullback. So what coach – do you gravitate towards when you have so many new coaches? I don't even know if you had a chance to meet them, be introduced to them in any way. And so it was a coach Barone that contacted you. Um, his coach Barone's first week at Hallis Hall, um, I was still in Chicago and uh, I was able to meet him there. Um, I've learned that they've since all, uh, they stopped going into house also. Uh, I haven't had a chance to meet any of the other new guys, but uh, I, I like Coach Brown so far. All right, Ben. Ben Broniker, our guest here on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. We appreciate you taking some time. I know you've uh, been busy all week with this kind of uh, topic, but we do appreciate the knowledge. And uh, first and foremost, best of health to you and your family, and uh, stay clear of this thing, will you? Uh, absolutely. Thank you, guys. Enjoy the opportunity. Ben Broniker, 11 games last season, got that big touchdown pass. Uh, at, uh, who did he catch that against again, fellas? 18-yard touchdown. It was a heck of a catch uh, during the season. Six catches overall, 59 yards, and a very, very impactful special teams player, our guest here tonight on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. Let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll be joined by Dr. Robert Citrenberg, at the bottom of the hour, Director of Infectious Disease, will continue the conversation about COVID-19 from Advocate Lutheran General in Park Ridge. This is Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. Welcome back to Bears All Access. Jeff Tom and Jim with you on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. Good to be with you. Coming up, we'll talk to Dr. Robert Citrenberg from Advocate Lutheran General in Park Ridge. In the meantime, uh, obviously, uh, uh, Roger Goodell last night making uh, uh, the move to close all NFL um, headquarters, facilities, uh, just uh, the kicked in 6 o'clock local time. In an effort, Jim, to even the playing field as teams get ready for what appears to be still the NFL draft starting on April 23rd through the 25th. Uh, I know there are GMs, that uh, a subcommittee that met, trying to convince him to move it because of the inherent difficulties involved with analyzing your college crop and then making some very big, important decisions for now and the future. What's your uh, take on all this, and how's the league reacting? Yeah, I still think it is yet to be decided. I know the NFL has kept a firm date that they want to keep uh, the draft as is. We just saw the NHL just move their their draft. They move their you know OTAs basically, essentially, and their season. It sounds like uh, could be moved back as well, or tr- their training camp, I should say, uh, moved back. So I you know I still think it's a fluid situation. Owners did meet. I should say. They have like a, a group of owners that obviously they meet in a committee and the vote was 6-1 that general ma- 
managers did want to move the draft just to give them more time to prepare. You know, because like you said, getting medical evaluations is very tough right now. I mean, owners right now in GM don't even know if they're going to get the medical rechecks from the Indianapolis Combine. You know, so normally the players, they have the Combine, which obviously already happened. Then they go back for a medical recheck if there's any players that are flagged. And so obviously with travel restricted, you won't be able to get those medical rechecks. And do you trust, say, a local doctor who you're not familiar with to give you uh, those medical rechecks? So I think there's a lot ongoing. It's fluid. Some of those players will probably be taken off the board. Character risk guys probably will be taken off a lot of the draft boards. Small school players that maybe a team would bring that player in for a an official visit, so to speak, out of the 30 visits that teams can get. That is now scrapped, so maybe you don't feel as... as you know, is convinced about a small school pro, uh, prospect because you don't get to have a face-to-face with them and really get to know somebody. You still can, though, do video conferencing and all those type of things, but it's limited in terms of the information. You know, it's not as thorough as what it normally would be uh, for teams. So it's only right that a lot of GMs would like to push the NFL draft back. And most teams, as you just mentioned, uh, Jeff, Granted, the NFL and Roger Goodell just shut down all facilities for two weeks. Is it shut down further? You know, will teams even be in their facilities come draft time? Those are all the challenges. Because how are you going to set up a war room? You're not. It's not going to be in Vegas this year, so it's probably going to be at the team facility or at a local hotel where you can, uh, you know, at least rent out, say, a conference room and make like a war room in a in a hotel, whether it's at the Hyatt downtown or wherever the Bears uh, choose to, to make that uh, destination. So I think it is pretty difficult for teams right now, and maybe it's something that Commissioner Roger Goodell will reevaluate, but it's still going to be broadcast, and there's still a lot going on and a lot of fluidity to it right now is what I'd say. Lots of hurdles. All right, Jim, uh, time now to welcome in Dr. Robert Sitchenberg, Director of Infectious Health at Advocate Lutheran General in Park Ridge. Thanks for hanging on. And uh, the good doctor, uh, first of all, a big thank you to you, uh, every single doctor, nurse, volunteer, hospital, medical employee, you name it, on the front lines uh, at Advocate and just at every hospital and medical facility throughout this nation. I, I imagine it's high stress level and long days and um, amazing uh, sacrifice going on right now. Well, thank you. That's very kind. And we are all working hard. Uh, we have a, a motto. We go to work for you. You stay home for us. That's what we're asking everyone to do. Doctor, you know, I, I appreciate it too, this top there. And I, I think any of us would, it would be ungrateful if we didn't tell everybody, every one of your coworkers, every one of your support staff, how thankful we are. My, my question to you is because, we, I was talking to Ben Bronicker, and we were talking about the educated and the non-educated. And I consider myself the non-educated, and sometimes you get so much information, it creates anxiety and it's scary. Is social media nowadays uh, an asset, or is it uh, a liability in terms of trying to get the information out there? Uh, it's so overwhelming right now. I think if you're careful to only look at reputable sources for news, it's fine. But there's so much misinformation, myths, uh, and downright dangerous information that's being sent out on social media. I really am urging people only to get their news from really reliable, reputable sources. There's a lot of uh, home remedies and things that just don't work and that I think can be dangerous if taken the wrong way. 
Doc, Jim Miller here, and, and thanks for joining us and appreciate all that you're doing, you and all your colleagues. Um, just get us currently up to date and, and where this virus is at. I know we talk about flattening the curve, at least from the information that we've gotten about this isolation and, and what we're trying to do to stop the spread uh, of this virus. But any anything new, anything you can add to where currently uh, this situation is at in this pandemic uh, globally that we're dealing with? Yeah, Jim, that's a great question. I'll give you a little perspective. Uh, the first case or case reports were described in China on December 31st, 2019. That wasn't even three months ago. And as of today, there's al- almost there's over 466,000 cases worldwide, over 65,000 cases in the U.S. in less than three months. This was on no one's radar three months ago. And that just tells you. It's amazing how fast this virus has spread. Uh, We are definitely in full pandemic mode right now. We have seen cases at all the area hospitals have ramped up a lot in the last week or so, last week or 10 days. We're seeing a huge uh, number of patients who are coming in with this disease. Uh, Some of them are not too sick, but some of them are very sick. So we're right now, uh, we can manage it with our capacity. What we're concerned about is what happens in another week or two weeks if the cases double or triple, can our healthcare system hold on? And that's a really big question right now that we don't have the answer to. Dr. Robert Citrenberg, the Director of Infectious Disease at Advocate Lutheran General Park Ridge here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. And just listening to Mayor Lightfoot uh, this afternoon, uh, somewhat of a scolding out there for those who are not taking uh, the shelter in place and all of this uh, social distancing seriously and basically suggesting that, you know, we will shut down more if, if you don't oblige. And it sounds simple to just stay at home and it sounds a tad inconvenient, uh, understandable, but is that your biggest concern right now is that not everybody takes it uh, seriously in the same vein? Oh, without a doubt. And, uh, it's really, it is a simple concept. And if you know how the virus is transmitted, you can understand why you need to stay away. You basically need to be within six feet of someone who has the virus to catch it. And the, the, why six feet is the magic number is because if you have the virus and you cough, the droplets that come out of your mouth that contain the virus travel up to about six feet and then they hit the ground. So really with some rare exceptions, that's really the only way you can get it. You can, of course, touch it and infect yourself from your face, but that's basically the main way. Somebody coughs in your vicinity and you get it. So that's the purpose of social distancing. Make sure we stay at least six feet away from each other. And it is really important. And it's funny because if you do it properly, if everyone does it, it works. It absolutely will work. It doesn't give the virus a chance. But if not everybody does it, then it's it won't work. And I think that the mayor was correct to issue that scolding uh, especially, I'll tell you, uh, it seems like a lot of the people that are out in crowds are younger people. And they have this feeling that, that well, they're young, they're not going to get sick from the coronavirus. Well, as it turns out, uh, we, we now know that in this country right now, uh, 40% of the people hospitalized with COVID-19 are between the ages of 29 and 54. So it is not just a disease of old people. So anyone is susceptible. Uh, certainly, if you're older or immunocompromised or have a lot of chronic medical conditions, you're at higher risk, but this affects everyone. And we're trying to get that message out, especially to younger people, 
that this can affect you. And if it doesn't affect you, it might affect your parents. It might affect your grandparents. And so it's really, really important for everyone to stay apart. I'm I'm sorry, doctor. You know, we're kind of in a precarious position here because as the weather gets nicer, more people are going to want to go outside. And even if they're practicing social distancing, as summer comes upon us, does that like threaten the health of the disease or does that, is that not a factor in all in how it can continuously be spread? It's a, it's a question that we don't know the answer to yet. So that's based on, um, we know that, so this coronavirus is part of a large family of coronaviruses. Some of them just cause common colds. In general, that family of viruses is seasonal. They're wintertime viruses. They tend to go away after the wintertime. Uh, we don't know yet about this virus, how it's going to behave. We're hopeful that the change in seasons will help. Uh, right now, if you look at the world map of coronavirus, the vast majority of cases are in the northern hemisphere. So it seems like there may be some seasonality to it where it's wintertime in the northern hemisphere. Uh, we just don't know. We're hopeful that the change in seasons will allow us, will, will make it easier to contain the virus or to reduce its spread. We're going to be following that very closely, but we just don't know yet. But that certainly would be a big help. But to your point, people are going to want to get outside more when the weather gets nice, and we have to be really careful even when the weather's nice to maintain social distance. Yeah, and as we practice this social distancing from uh, the medical field and everything that's been advised, let me ask you about this. sounds like the testing has gone better, Doc, from what I read and the information uh, that I gather. But let's say you are at home. You're, you're not feeling well, you know, you, you know, and you, you feel, you know, this, this could be uh, creeping uh, into your family or your personal health. I mean, what do you do? What advice would you give to get the testing that sounds so crucial in dealing with COVID-19? Well, the, the first thing is that, that the first thing you should do if you're having symptoms, you think you might have the disease, to call your doctor. And, you know, most of the healthcare systems have online portals where you can even video chat or you can video chat with your, your doctor or your provider that way just to get some information. So we got off to a pretty late start with testing in this country and for a variety of reasons, but we just weren't ready. We being our, our, uh, government public health and we weren't ready for this in testing you know in south korea they tested 10,000 people a day from the very beginning and we have not come anywhere near that now finally we are doing more testing uh, we're reserving our testing right now though for people who are ill who are hospitalized for people who are first responders because it's real important we know but for somebody who has mild illness at home uh, most of those people do not need to get tested now. We're just, but the most important thing is you got to call your doctor and you have to stay home if you have an illness that sounds like it might be COVID nineteen. Well, Doc, let me follow up with this because it's pretty amazing how resilient the medical field has in terms of the, the drive up testing and and just how fluid and uh, flexible uh, the medical field has been to it to adjust uh, to a pandemic like this. Yeah, I know over the years we've talked about Spanish flu and. German measles and all that, but just the the flexibility of the medical field and how quickly it was able to change gears and adjust to even, you know, have drive-up testing and things that are available now. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. And it's honestly, it's a testament to the, the hardworking people who have put together. We had at our hospital, we've been working on this day and night for the last couple of months and as have our hospitals and healthcare systems around the country. You know, nobody even knew what this was two months ago. And now, you're right, we've got, we've got all these testing stations. We've got uh, not only that, but we've got new drugs that, are, that appear promising that we're using that were not even on the radar two weeks ago. So it is 
it's amazing how much our knowledge has expanded even every single day. That's encouraging, actually. We're learning more and more about it. Uh, but uh, it, is, it is pretty amazing how fast we've been able to get things going. Dr. Robert Citrenberg, Director of Infectious Disease at Advocate Lutheran General Park Ridge. And again, special thanks to Advocate uh, for everything that you're doing out there uh, for all of us. Uh, and if you if you doubt Mayor Lightfoot, uh, as of this moment, Chicago police starting to block off the Lakefront Trail at North Avenue Beach. So she is not messing around, and, and I think that's the proper way to go about this. Um, a word on football, a word on sports. Because this is the time of year when, you know, we just had Ben Broniker on. Guys are trying to get creative to stay in shape with an unknown start date, an unknown when or if any of these sports, from baseball to basketball to hockey, if and when they do resume. Uh, what, what is your advice uh, as a director of infectious disease to all athletes who are going to have to strike that balance of this is my career this is where my, I'm making my money. I, I'm in the spotlight in these professional sports, and I know I have to follow the rules, but what advice do you give them? And, and even for parents who sometimes can be a, a bit overzealous about pushing their own kids to continue uh, to dedicate a, a big chunk of their time to get ready for their individual sports, even at the youth level. Well, that's first and foremost, um, you know, a lot of the athletes can't even get into their training facilities now, so their own training is, has been compromised. Um, but I think we're also going to rely on some of our professional athletes uh, to be spokesmen for especially younger generation to encourage them to stay at home. And I think they can have a very strong voice in the, the community to encourage people to just let them know just how important this is. Not just the mayor talking, it's not just the governor talking, but it might be your favorite baseball player, your favorite football player is giving you the same message. But it does have real consequences. You know, I'm a huge sports fan, and, and baseball season is, you know, I, there is a real possibility there will be no baseball this year. And, and people have to understand that this shelter in place and social distancing, this is not going to end in two weeks. It might be eight weeks, 10 weeks, 12 weeks. Uh, and then if you look at the calendar, we're almost at April 1st. So if players can't, let's say baseball players can't start working out till july 1st they'll probably need another four or six weeks of training then you're into august and are you going to have a baseball season just in august and september uh so there's a real big question in my mind whether whether there will be any baseball this year uh, especially because when activities start to resume to normal they're going to start to resume in smaller groups uh and the last thing that will resume are the larger groups like stadium crowds so i think there's a real possibility that not not only will there will be no baseball but that seems pretty likely that football training camps can be pushed back. The season may be pushed back. It might even flow down into to basketball and hockey. So I think we really have to be in this for the, the, the long term and really have to dig in. It's really hard to do, but it's so important. And the risk of reentering too soon is that this epidemic could essentially explode and overwhelm our healthcare system. So that's why we have to be very cautious about reentering too soon. We're going to end up sacrificing some of our sports this year, but in the, in the long run, uh, I just hope that we remember 2020 as the year that we didn't have a lot of sports. And if that's all we remember it for, that's great. All right. We know you uh, have a lot to do. Your time is valuable and you have no idea how informative this was uh, to our listeners and to us. So we really appreciate you taking the time. Uh, maybe we can have you on again because uh, we don't think this is going away too soon. 
And, Doctor, uh, we really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Stay My healthy pleasure. yourself and your family. Thanks Thank to Advocate Healthcare. Thank you, too. Doctor. Dr. Robert Citrenberg, Director of Infectious Disease at Advocate Lutheran General in Park Ridge. A final segment coming up here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. This segment of Bears All Access is brought to you by CDW. People who get it, learn more at CDW.com. Thanks, as always, to Julio Rosseo. Uh, the producers on this show always have a very challenging job because we're all over the place. Jim's in Michigan, Tom's in his Chicago home, and I'm out in the suburbs. But we've done this uh, internationally, Tom and Maui, and they always get it right. So all the different producers at the score, you guys do an unbelievable job, and a, a lot of credit goes to you guys for making this thing happen. So appreciate it. Uh, guys, just listening to, to Dr. Sitchenberg, um, I'm left more uh, nervous, I guess, uh, about uh, what's ahead than not. Well, you know what, Jeff? If if people are naive, then you should be scared. If people can respect the medical field, and like Jim said, how rallying these guys have been to get some of the most intelligent minds in the world together and try to formulate a plan and how to slow it down and then hopefully create a, a vaccine is the big picture. But my gosh... If how much more pleading does there have to be on every type of media that you have access to to ask people to do the sensible thing? So if you are willing to do the sensible things, then, um, you know, as much as, you know, there is concern for the doctors and, and all and the nurses and the whole support staff of every hospital in the world, there's a whole workforce out there that's putting themselves in jeopardy. So I, I think if you have to respect every, every man and woman that's that's going to work every day trying to keep this thing supported. Yeah. And just, Jim, he hit it on the head when he said, you know, you can't you can't. And this has been the theme. You, you cannot. You cannot, under any circumstance, have the have the hospital system be overwhelmed. Cause, yeah, cause, and that's then you, you know that's what you you worry about. You know, and you know here in New York, or I should say in New York City, a lot of the New Yorkers have dispersed. And let's be honest, that's a that's you know an epicenter uh, for it. And I know other areas of the country now are a little worried that maybe there's going to be some more breakouts in other areas. And this is, I mean, this is unprecedented. I mean, you're you're trying to put the you know thread through it through the eye of the needle hole. You know, because it is a balancing act because there's certainly there's a lot of people out there that want to get back to work. They want normalcy and, and to get it back to normal as soon as possible. And, that, and that's the balancing act. Everybody is working from state governments to, to the federal government and, and everybody involved. They they understand, you know, how, uh, you know, how tight of a situation this is and obviously are trying to take the precautionary uh, route. And uh, everybody is, is a little uneasy and, and for the right reasons. And obviously want everybody to, to be healthy, but uh, everybody wants to get back to normalcy as, as soon as possible. But, man, that is the fine line that they are running right now to make this happen. It sounds like some other parts of the world is starting to go a, a little bit better. So trying to use tips from, from over there. The, the Italian doctors that they've talked to seem to have come up with some great ideas. So we'll see where this goes. But how quickly the medical field has reacted to this, as, as doctor just talked about. I mean, three weeks ago, this was just thrown upon everybody, upon everybody. And, man, how quickly they've adjusted couldn't be more proud in how they've reacted because they have been quick on their feet and quick to adapt and adjust. Hey, I want to give a shout-out to uh, Alan Robinson, guys. Uh, he's got the – we've talked to him about it, the Within Reach Foundation, um, helping out Chicago Food Depository. He's uh, teamed up with them and his uh, AR Within Reach uh, at uh, Greater Chicago Food Depository and matching donations to the Greater Chicago Food Depository up to $12,000. So 
Uh, if you're going to be willing to donate, do it today at givebox.com uh, backslash 519312. And uh, already, Big Charles Leno helping out his teammate. He's in for 7200 bucks, matching his uh, his jersey number is 72. So, But again, Allen Robinson uh, is very much a part of our community and has been since he got here, brought his uh, foundation here to Chicago and helping uh, to get uh, food on the table for uh, Chicago area high school kids and Chicago uh, school kids as well. So I just wanted to give a shout out to A Rob as uh, he gets ready for his uh, 2020 season. And you're you're seeing it all over the place, big time. Well, that, that's what I was going to say, Jeff. We are, you know, the doctor even mentioned it. How valuable the time is for these athletes and these uh, movie stars and the singers and just the that they have the millions of popularity followers on social media that go out and give that message, give it the right way. Tell the generations that you're talking to how important it is to support these workforces that are trying to make this thing happen. So I've seen it by government officials asking the Kardashians to go out there and promote a positive message. And then you even hear a doctor that, that we had on, Dr. Citrion, that Citronberg, I'm sorry, that, um, you know, spread that message of, of positive to make sure everybody gets it. Yeah, I, I'll tell you what, man, it just it makes me proud that and I know it's all businesses and how every uh, American has really stepped up to do their part to help their their fellow neighbor. But just the sports world in general, from, you know, organizations of teams, the players and how they've stepped up and donated to help their fellow uh, man, woman and, and child. It really is impressive. When uh, things have come to a to a kind of a screeching halt, but yet everybody is is doing their part, helping their fellow neighbor to uh, to get through a really tough time. And I'm sure we'll be talking about this every week until it's uh, until it's fixed, right, guys? I mean, this is going to be a topic of the show, uh, and it's it serves as a vehicle for people to uh, to learn a few things, and we certainly have. Um, before we step away, just one real quick note about about what Ryan Pace has done here in the off season so far. You, you look at it, I've counted 19 acquisitions, unless my math's wrong here, which wouldn't be a surprise. Um, let's see, let me do that again. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. How about 14 defensive players either re-signed uh, or brought in through free agency and just seven on the offensive side. Again, these are all reported deals. They're not all official yet. But what's that tell you come draft day? Uh, I maybe you're fa- I, well. You know they signed an offensive lineman today, so maybe there's a little bit less concern in that second round. And uh, you know, is that safety still out there in the draft that these guys have interest in because they've been successful at it before? Well, to supplement uh, the roster as it's currently built, you got to get some some good players. We know not a lot of draft picks, so I think they've shored up some of their needs in free agency that they needed to, and they got better whether it's at quarterback or pass rusher by Ed and Robert Quinn. I do think they're stronger in those two two areas that they addressed. All right, boys, uh, stay healthy and stay on top of things. Good to have you guys alongside again. We'll talk to you next week. Jim Miller from SiriusXM NFL Radio, former Bears quarterback and Tom Thammer broadcast partner. Thanks again to Ben Broniker, the Bears veteran tight end, and Dr. Robert Citrenberg, Director of Infectious Disease at Advocate Lutheran General in Park Ridge. I'm Jeff Joniak. You have yourself a great evening, everybody. We'll talk to you next week here on Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Good night.
Thanks for listening to this Chicago Bears Network presentation of Bears All Access. Podcasts are available on chicagobears.com and on iTunes or download the official Bears mobile app. Bears All Access has been brought to you by IGS Energy and sponsored by Miller Lite.